0: What's yo, yo. going
1: on? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Love God Love Sex Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Heath. Yo,
2: what's good, everybody? It's Jamie.
1: And we here back with another ep, making it fresh for, for 90-something. 86,
2: you sucker.
1: I was gonna say 90, but you say 86. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. That's when I came out, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Check us out on all our socials tiktok youtube at love god love sex pod if you're on youtube subscribe if you're on tiktok follow check us out on google podcast spotify apple podcast at love god love sex pod of course go ahead and smash that subscribe 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 there you go smash that subscribe button and let us know what's good getting into today's episode would you date a bus
2: driver this conversation was really dope to me yeah, I mean, I I typically in the past uh, have not necessarily followed Yala Van Zant like that, um, but I will say, yo, the last two interviews that I saw her do have kind of changed my perception of her. This being one of them, the most recent, um, and I loved her response because I think it speaks to one of the things that we've been kind of touching on recently, which is preferences. And how everything being so preference-driven can keep people single.
1: Yeah. So let's give some uh, explanation for those who haven't seen uh, the video. Ebony K. Williams, who's a lawyer turned media pundit, uh, who also showed on Revolt TV, had Ivana Van Zant on. For those who don't know, Ivana has got gained popularity in the last couple of years with her show on the O-neck, Ivana, the O-network, <laughs> Ivana.
2: I, yeah, Ivana Fix My Life.
1: Yeah, I, Ivana yeah, Fix My Life. And I may be pronouncing her name wrong. Please forgive me. Uh, but she was known before that in many self-help circles. At one point she was married to Les Brown and, you know, she's always been in this, a leader in the self-help, get your life fix it, uh, circles that many people are familiar with. Whether you're talking about Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich or the Kimball book, Think and Grow Rich, the black version, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they were having a conversation about dating and Ebony K. Williams was talking about men and also women finding the divine femininity. And then, you know, Ivana, right? Am I saying her name correctly? Iyanla. Iyanla, thank you. Iyanla Mm -hmm. uh, jumped in and said, would you date a bus driver? And MbdK Williams said, what? She says, would you date a bus driver? M.D.K. Williams said, only if he owned the bus. And she goes, no, I would date a bus driver if he was passionate about uh, bus driving, if he took care of his mama, if he walked with integrity, if he treated me with accountability and love, I would. And she went on to basically state, and it was very brief, Some of the issues that we're having in modern society where because you don't have a status, because you don't occupy a certain socioeconomic class, there is a whole class of men in this particular uh, context who are being written off. And the value of who they are as men is being boiled down to what they have in their bank account or what they can provide as far as their material goods and accoutrement. And that's this, the the context of why we're talking about this on the show because Jamie had found it, and I had found it very interesting. Iyana had really brought this up. Being a self-help guru, uh, Jay said that he had only seen her a couple of things. I, I saw her a couple of years ago when she helped, now God rest his, uh, his dead, DMX reconnect with his older son, and that was an emotional episode and she dealt with x directly man i mean she gave him the business because of the ways in which his son was making overtures to connect with x and dmx had once even said in the interview she goes what about the drugs and x was 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 honest he goes i'm gonna have issues with drugs the rest of my life and what a like haunting foreshadowing thing um that he said Uh, And so she does this great work of just really holding people accountable. And I've seen her do episodes where she's holding men accountable, but I've seen her hold episodes where she's holding moms accountable.
2: Oh yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so equal opportunity. Accountability. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, she is. And so she really gets to the heart of why there's pain in the relationship and then takes a nice, clean, sterile, surgical scalpel to, to, uh, you know, fix it. So, Let's just get into would you date a bus driver, why we felt this was impactful. Well, this idea of dating a bus driver, this idea of you can be with somebody who's a lower class or lower economic status than you. That's a very powerful notion in today's day and age, because most of the times when we hear people talking on the Internet, they're referring to what? They're referring to the money. They're referring to the prestige. They're referring to. The material goods that this person can offer especially sometimes we're talking about certain groups of women talking about certain groups of men and we know what the limitations are when the majority of men and the majority of the american population but to keep it specific to this conversation the majority of men are struggling a to find work b to even find their footing in life and then c even when they have good work they are not able to accommodate these larger-than-life lifestyles.
2: I mean, I I think that I don't, like, so we was talking about last episode, like you said, you're not going to get on somebody for having preferences, right? Like, if mm-hmm. we're taking, talking about Ebony K. Williams, you know, her being a lawyer turned media pundit, you know, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she has. She successful. makes some good money, mm-hmm. successful. At you least know,
1: two, probably a year, two hundred k a year more,
2: maybe. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we, somebody made some comments on that post uh, it was on a Grio, and they laid out these stats from P, at least people in New York. I think it was like lawyers had like capped out, or the average salary for or income for an attorney was like one eighty five, one ninety. And then they showed in New York, like the average salary for bus drivers and sanitation the prior year, same around almost yeah. identical healthy yeah, six yeah. figures. It is. And so it's like, it kind of begs the question, is it about income or is it about job status and, and like what your job looks like to the average person? I mean, if this just people, I mean, this obviously has been going viral and a lot of people have been talking about it. And I saw this person on TikTok was talking about, you know, Growing up, my dad was a bus driver and I even have a, you know, an uncle who's a bus driver, had multiple homes in the uh, Poconos, now lives down in North Carolina, was able to take care of, of a family. Wife didn't necessarily have to work. He had two kids. One of them went on to play basketball in the Philippines, pro ball for a little while. Um, and then my other cousin is like, you know, she's in a nursing field making good money. But it's like I saw him. Buses hump every day, um, but he loved what he did, and he also was active in the church, and you know he was able to take care of his family in a way that they never wanted for anything or they, they did not struggle at all, mm-hmm. and so I just wonder if it's like is it that people maybe Ebony K Williams doesn't see too many examples of men who've been able to do that as a bus driver, as mm-hmm. sanitation, um, as someone with not one of those you know more cushy or uh, you know, kind of fabulous style or fabulous lifestyle, fab life uh, jobs. Well,
1: well, I've heard of a story uh, in, in, about a guy in the MTA back, you know started working in the late 60s, early 70s, bought a couple of townhomes in Brooklyn Heights. And for those who don't know, Google it. <laughs> Brooklyn, Brooklyn Heights. Heights
2: is expensive.
0: <laughs> now, <laughs>
1: you couldn't do that now with a salary. So someone like your uncle, someone like this gentleman did the right thing. With the opportunities they had at that time now you may not be able to do that in the poconos or in the tri-state area if you're living on the east coast of east coast corridor as they sometimes say but you could take it somewhere and maybe get a property manager in certain parts of the south or in the midwest or in the upper uh west you know of uh, the montana area minneapolis minnesota etc cetera, etc cetera. so there's opportunities that do abound. They just they look different and they feel different because the economy has shifted. And as we talk, wages and the purchasing power of the dollar is not what it once was in the 70s and the 80s, even the 90s. But go back to your point about Ebony. I don't know what she's seen, I don't know what, what she's been aware of. I think also we live in what my friend Sona Spencer once said a shout out to uh, Sona and Anthony the McDonaldization of society.
0: Mm-hmm. The idea
1: that you could have slow money coming in for 20, 30 years and build something credible, worthy, durable, strong over the 30 years so that when the winds come and the water comes, its it, it can't destroy it. I mean, I heard Royce the Five Nine, one of my favorite rappers, say, would you rather, as an artist, gain popularity and notoriety for two years and make $2 million? Or would you want to be an artist who has notoriety, notoriety and popularity, but over, you know, you make 800 grand every year for 20 years straight.
2: Yeah, that's like Jason Weaver taking a deal to get paid that that mm-hmm. delayed gratification. It's like, yo, yeah, they'll offer me two mil up front. But, you know, his mom being an astute businesswoman as she was, was like, well, let's let's see if we could test these these royalty waters.
1: Yeah. And you they probably what? were happy to just pay him out at the time because that just lo- lowers their budget on paper. It doesn't necessarily, you know what I mean? You're just, okay, cool. All right. Then we got the cheaper. But, you know, over time, as he matured, that's always a check coming in. And that's the power. That's why the Hollywood writers are striking right now. As of today, they're on a strike. Right. Because mm-hmm. of all the issues around streaming and long-term revenue. And how do I make money off what is now streaming versus what's a piece of a dollar for DVD sale? The, you know, exchange of a money for a tangible product. But let's shift the conversation back to what we're talking about here. And this whole thing about status, I, I think some of it has to do with status. I think some of it has to do with how people perceive what it means to be a bus driver, uh, a child care worker, a teacher, reading specialist, you know, a, you know, mathematician, whatever you want to say. It's not glamorous. It's not gaudy. And it does definitely doesn't put you in the ranks and file of the glitterati. You're not going to be invited to the Met Gala being a local high school teacher now they may do that one year but for most intents and purposes most high school teachers are not expecting any type of Met Gala invite anytime soon
2: Yeah, and if that's
1: what you want that's who you want to be around, you want to meet certain rappers, certain celebrities certain fashion icons and you want to be in that space then you're right Going to a local Newark high school teacher and dating them is not going to work for you. Going to a local nurse manager at a even well known hospital is not going to do that for you. Even a doctor, in some cases, is not going to do that for you, unless it's maybe some prestigious plastic surgeon or you know, you know, urological urological doctor or other type of doctor who has you know has a specialty and is well known for that specialty. It's not going to do anything for you unless you're Doctor Oz.
2: Yeah, or you already got some celebrity behind your name. Yeah, Dr. Phil or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah,
1: he's just a psychiatrist, I believe, or a psychologist. But either way, you have to have a big brand for someone to say, okay, I'll attach myself to this horse, I'll attach myself to this wagon, or I'll get in the car with you and take this journey with you. But most people aren't going to do it. But there's a lot of people who do, and they end up having a profitable life. Now, there was a very famous book called The Millionaire Next Door was really uh, popular in the 90s in the arts. And it was all about people who made $72,000 a year, $80,000 a year, maybe $100,000 a year, and they saved their way into millionaire status. Now, low millionaire, you know, one, two, three, uh, maybe even maybe fours. But they did really well with just managing their financial income. Again, that was then, that's now. I'm not sure how much that still stands, given what we know about the economy and income inequality and its stark gap but the reality is people do did it. And I'm sure there are people doing it now, finding ways to save money and build something together. Do you wanna be that person? Are you willing to put in the work to be that person? Cause it's gonna require work from you and it's gonna be a lot of you know unglamorous times.
2: And I mean, I think that's right in line with what we're talking about, right? It's, it's preferences, what kind of life do you wanna live? But to circle it back to their conversation, You know, Iyanla was kind of like, I I don't know if she was trying to basically check her and tell her that her standards are wrong. Because, I mean, she did use that language. She was like, it's not bad or wrong for you to have the standards or preferences that you have. But it's like. She said "The, the problem is that. We expect people to fulfill our standards and check all of these boxes when. Either we haven't attained that level ourselves or we've been programmed to think like this is what I need to go after to, to be comfortable in life or to be to feel like my man is successful or whatever that narrative is going to be. And I think I don't think there's anything wrong with the woman saying, well, yo, I want to be with someone who has maximum earning potential and, and is an optimal earner so that I don't have to work or that I want my life to be this way. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But to what we've been talking about, if your dating pool is really a puddle and it's only getting smaller because of climate change, (laughs) um, like, are, are you okay with like, are you okay with your reality where you are not not having a lot of people to choose from or a lot of options because you know, you're so wed to I need this standard to be met or I, I need these boxes to be checked or these things to be fulfilled um, in order for me to attach myself with someone. Why can't we be more, you know, maybe not necessarily 50 50 in execution of how we maintain our relationship, but more 50 50 minded. Like if I know that I can build with this person who may not necessarily have all of the glitz and glamour in terms of their lifestyle if i know that i could build with them if they're smart with their money if they save you know what i mean like they do certain things like they have investments but but they're just not a flashy person and and like like we were talking about they're a bus driver or they do sanitation or something like that or they don't have the glamorous job if you can build with that person why wouldn't why why would you take them off the table why leave them you know in the dating puddle
1: Sorry about that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think for them it's a puddle. It's, it's, they to them, these people are in a pool. The puddle would be the Derek Jeter's, the Michael Jordan's, the Chris Rocks. That's who they are referring to when they talk about these big name people. And like you, I love that analogy. They're in the puddle. The pool is the sanitation worker and uh, the bus driver. They go right into that pool and they'll toss them back there because, if you can't do this for me. And it's hard, because you'll be around people who have a Richard Milley watch on, and that is some people high-end salaries. Mm -hmm. A high-end salary.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And if you've been around that, been exposed to that, what are you going to do with yourself? How are you going to go backwards? I mean, Chris Rock once quipped Men don't go back sexually and women don't go back lifestyle wise. If they get, if they've been taking the bus and they got a guy who has a car, they don't go back to a guy who just rides the bus. If yeah. they get a guy with a certain type of brand and style of car. They don't go back to a certain type of brand and style, you know, lesser brand or style car. If they got, once they have them heated seats and them bucket seats that lean back, <laughs> they ain't getting right. back to the joint that has the handle at the bottom, like your grandma's right, yeah, car. Yeah.
2: They're not everything, going back to that. Everything automatic.
1: It's like, like men, it, once men start getting head, they're not going back to a woman who says, Oh, I I, I don't I don't give a head. Okay, well then step. Same thing with women, step, you know, with the lifestyle. It's hard when you've been exposed to that level of lifestyle, because lifestyle really is a creature comfort. And you feel so comfortable, so relaxed inside the the Four Seasons, the Ritz-Carlton. You feel really and relaxed oriented, inside the Waldorf yep. Astoria. Mm-hmm. You feel extra great at the five-star in Dubai. I mean, they make you feel like royalty.
2: Yeah. It is hard to go back from that.
1: Yeah. And now it you're going to go back to the Westin. You're going to go back to the Holiday Inn or Route, Route 9? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I- How do I... I don't know. I saw this in a matchmaking expose about a family that does matchmaking out in L.A., and they connected this uh, older, uh, wealthy white woman with somebody. She says, why would you connect me with this guy? He's like, he can't afford my lifestyle. He can't participate in my lifestyle. I don't want him. Now, it's easy to say to some maybe wealthy white woman or wealthy woman in general, hey, late 50s, early 60s, take what you can get. (laughs) It's easy to say that. It's easy to say. Take what you can get. Who are you to be picky picky right but
2: they still have preferences too
1: and that's my point she's a human being she's Mm -hmm. earned her wealth she's She's made her money she's Mm -hmm. created a lifestyle for herself she wants someone who can match that lifestyle even at my my age of 50 60s she's not dead she's not even one foot in the grave she's just 50 she's just older than what we sometimes associate in our minds historically with a viable dating range, which is 60s, but that is becoming more prevalent now as society is changing and the demographics of society, you know, is changing.
2: Yeah, I'll, but I'll she's take, entitled. Yeah, I've taken down a sixty-three-year-old, so they still he's still active. He's still active.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like he's in the Savannah. You don't have to take that down. You know what I'm saying? Well, she
2: actually took me down. if i hey. technical. But anyway.
1: <laughs> because obviously they still don't, right? So she wanted to get with something hot and bright and, and, and light and young. Mm-hmm. She wasn't yeah. going to get with no dude with no gut. Well, you know what I'm saying? I just got out of
0: 30 Wait, years. The old man but, boy.
1: Butcher at Kroger. Like, I don't care if like, well, you
0: have a $2 million, $2 million dollar pension. <laughs> I'll bend you over real good. <laughs> <laughs> let, me just get, let me just get these pills. Let me get... <laughs>
2: Let me take this blue chew real quick.
0: <laughs> Girl, I just got, got this Camron pick buzzy. I got you. And I'm going to put it on you. Now, do I take the nap before or afterwards? Now, which way you want the nap? Before or after? Because if I get that it before, then I'm going to give it to you. If I get it after, it X may slow down a little you. bit. X going to give it to you. They don't know who we be. They don't know. Girl, you don't know. Let me get back.
2: I oh have me a little God. peach cobbler, a little ice cream on top.
0: I'll sprinkle that blue chew on it because that helps it go down. <laughs> It'll look like it like the tussin'.
2: Go to town on you.
0: And then I'm going to tear that thing up. You know, back in 1970, no, it was 60, no, 70, I remember I met a girl. I started telling the story. a story. The
2: whole story. She's
0: like, bro, are and, you, you, know,
2: you trying to get this box or what?
0: <laughs> said baby my thing get as hard as this can i got right here
2: mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. so all the grandpas in the world
0: all the styles in place allow me to lace <laughs> these lyrical-
2: <laughs> son
0: oh yo
1: <laughs> but 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 no That's i not mean knock, you know the men out there still doing anything shout out to them but uh, i get oh, it yeah because I want
2: to be one of them when I get that age.
1: I, I, well, I want to be healthy and fit. Jack it and, and greater. But I know Science. you do, too. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's not the point. The point is these people might have preferences. These women, excuse me, have preferences. And at what point, I mean, you've debated this. At what point do you allow people just to grow on their own? I mean, we talked about this with the red pill community. One of my biggest critiques, and I've said it before, is just you can't tell anyone what they deserve. Mm. I could easily tell 60 year old woman, hey, you're wealthy, but you're single. Mm-hmm. And when I hear the red pill community, they'll turn around and tell the woman, well, you need to get what you can take because you ain't all that either. Is it about being all that is or about feeling connected?
2: I mean, I, I think... The argument is probably if you're being picky and and you won't take because that's the thing, right? It's like. All of that rhetoric comes from what they feel like women have been able to get away with for years and saying like, oh, we're all the good men gone, blah, 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 blah. And they would say, well, yo, you have a larger pool of men who may not have the fancy job and they may not necessarily live your lifestyle, but there are eligible bachelors who can. May who are making as much as you make but they don't want to live the way you live but you leave them out there and I think that's what the conversation is for them I don't think it's just because you're not all of that you don't deserve it's just more like well how can you be picky and say where have all the good men gone when you've left a good portion of them out there eligible and single
1: yeah I'm sure there, there, there's some of that i wouldn't I wouldn't deny that and i would also i've also heard
2: you don't deserve Them just being like, they disqualified for yeah, something. Yeah, you, yeah you, mm. you don't deserve. You don't deserve. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's, that's obviously wrong. I mean, I know a lot of what they do is kind of like, they try to use statistics to say, well, we're, we're not really purporting this or alleging this. This is just what the numbers say.
1: Dog. I don't want to turn this into a Red Pill uh, episode
2: because... <laughs> yeah, we're not bashing folks. We just... Calling stuff as you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, even for we me to do, do the hear. call out
1: and the critique, but you know, I have a lot of critiques of the red pill community and red pill rhetoric. I, I just think when we talk about this dynamic of this interview, how are we going to solve this problem? And I call it a problem as I did in, in the single woman episode because forty-six percent of women in the United States going to be single. And I don't think all of them necessarily want to be single. They want to feel connected. They want to be connected, especially for those who are straight. Yet we're having a hard, a harder, and harder time piercing through these armor the, the armor of "you don't make enough," this is you're not of the status, you, you know, you don't do it for me. And it goes both ways. Men have their armor too. We're having a hard time piercing through. But we're talking about specifically in this context of men to women. And I don't know what to, to, to even do or say that's going to really make a lot of sense.
2: Well, I mean, I think it's going to be really hard to, like we're saying, because people are preference driven so much. And it's hard, it's hard to tell people that you don't deserve what you want, even though what you want could be given to you, not in the package that you want it. I think that's that's hard. It's it's hard to tell somebody almost similar to what I was saying about <clears throat> our men oppressed. It's hard to tell some someone who feels that way just because, you know, there's no data to support that. You're not allowed to feel that. That's that's how they feel.
1: I, I don't think that's in my opinion. I don't think that's 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 the same. And I, I think that's a macro compared to a micro. Uh, the macro issue being, hey, well, we can point to data, uh, define oppression, define it according to the data points, and then bring it out into your group and, and look at that historically, look at it, a 10-year snapshot, a five-year snapshot, and compare that. When I think we're talking about feelings of dating and what people are feel entitled to or want, rather, I think it's harder to use those that kind of data analysis because it's emotions and sentiment, and we aren't really that savvy yet on how to do that really well, I don't know if we ever will be. And yeah. and people are entitled to feel the way they do. I don't feel the need to course correct a man who thinks a woman with, you know, big breasts, a fat booty because he's been shaped the norm by porn is the kind of woman he needs to be with. Even though this perfectly, a nice, perfectly athletic looking woman, maybe not as big rear end and or not her breasts aren't as big, but Right there in his, in his local area, in his local deli, at his church, at his mosque, at his house of worship, at the club, wherever. But he'll ignore that woman. But that's his preference. But what I think people say on a larger scale is, well, if that continues to be the case and people keep having these unrealistic preferences, what's going to happen to, you know, to our dating and mating yeah. and coupling in American society? Because everyone's going to keep missing the ball. Especially when we all have these stories going back 50, 60, 70, even 100 years, great grandparents, grandparents and parents and uncles and cousins who say, hey, this person wasn't supposed to be in my life. They got on my radar and they just never left. And here I am 20 years later, 15 years later, five years later, you know, a marriage and, you know, uh, I don't know, a marriage and two
2: years later. Yeah, I feel like those stories are getting more rare. Mm-hmm. because yeah those, those I mean it's it's really just boils down to the preferences and what people feel like they deserve i mean that's kind of fighting the, the human condition you know everybody wants what they want when they want it how they want it um and i think it is it's going to be hard to tell people in this dating conversation cuz i mean this was actually what came on the heels of this whole conversation with Ianla. Um, and Ebony K. Williams was, you know, I heard saw a lot of black women like, "Yo, why are black women the only group who's always asked to lower our standards and do da da da." And it's mm. like, I think Iyanla was trying to say, if your standard is that if it's so strict that he has to be making this kind of money and have this kind of job, or or he has to have this kind of job, you're really again. You're shrinking your pool into a puddle because there, there are probably not a lot of eligible bachelors in, at one job that you could pick from. But there are probably a, a variety of jobs that pay around what you want your person to be making. So why couldn't you just build with somebody who who's making the money you want your person to make, essentially, ideally, but they don't have the job? And I think that was her thing. It's like it can't just be. So the preferences can't be so strict that they limit you from actually building with people genuinely. And I mean, I think that's that's where that conversation has to continue going down that rabbit hole is like, what's really that important to you?
1: Yeah, it's interesting what you just said that about black women feeling like they're the only ones asked to lower their standards. That's, I've never heard that argument before. So that is something to explore later on down the line because we're, we're coming up against the end of our time here. Yeah, but I love what you just said, really appreciate what you just said, which is you have to genuinely connect with people. How are you genuinely connecting with people? And I I think we're losing that art and we're losing that science in many of our interactions, whether it's dating online or meeting people in IRL. It's just not uh, it's not working. With that said, let's close out. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode. Uh, check us out on our socials at Love God Love Sex Pod TikTok, YouTube. Go ahead at TikTok, follow us. Go ahead and subscribe on YouTube. Check us out on all the audio platforms: Google Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Uh, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. We're at Love God Love Sex Pod and available on email. Connect at LoveGodlovSex Podcast.net. Always open to show ideas and suggestions. Thanks for listening. Until next time, take care.
2: Peace, huh?